Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast where we bring you the news you won't hear on mainstream media. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Visit our website at www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. Now here is your host, the Kentucky Guy. Yep, that's right. It's me, the Kentucky Guy, here hosting the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode. Before we get to that, I did want to let you know that we are switching up our platform a little bit. Uh, We are still going to bring you the news each and every time we're up. We're always going to keep you informed on what's really happening, not only in America, but as our world as a whole. Uh, however, we do have a lot of different things going on right now. We have authors coming on and doing interviews. We have mediums coming on and doing interviews. We have other podcasters coming on. We have comedians coming on. So we are changing it up just a little bit uh, because we want to appeal to a wider variety of audience. So if you guys like the platform and how it's going, you can always leave us feedback or even If you want to be a part of the show one day and be a guest on here and have your own interview, you can do that too. Just drop me a line at OLKentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. OLKentucky 99 at yahoo.com. Come and join the fun. It's all about all of us working and helping each other throughout this crazy time in America. Once again, I'm the Kentucky guy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, and as always, God bless, and God bless this country. and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I am the truth finder, the award-winning host, the Kentucky Guy, and I hope everybody's having a fantastic Saturday. All right, folks, so this episode here, it's going to be shorter than normal. I just wanted to put this out there because I've had so many people, heard so many people talking about it, and that is Joe Biden's 2023 State of Confusion, I mean State of the Union address and i did some fact checking and had the guys do some fact checking and we're going to go over the state of a union piece by piece this won't be a very long episode but you need to see the game that mr Biden. and i'm a, i know most of my audience already knows the game he's playing but i think this is important and uh you know let's uh let's get into it but before that if this is your first time tuning into the program thank you thank you so much Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We are on 74 different audio platforms now, including Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, like I mentioned, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and the list goes on. Also, for you sports fans, I do co-host Against the Mat 
wrestling podcast with uh, Donnie Cage. We drop two episodes a week there every Monday and Friday. If We talk about everything professional wrestling, past, present, and future. On this show here, we drop two episodes a week, guaranteed. And we, if you ever want to be a guest on the show or you have any questions for myself, you can always email me at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. We do have a merch shop now. All the links are in the description below. Be sure to check that out. All right, folks. So let's get into Biden's State of Confusion address. So. Biden started off the speech with horrible joke, and then he actually started congratulating GOP winners on the Congress and House side and the Democrat winners. But then, in normal Biden fashion, he said one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Quote, special recognition to someone who I think is going to be considered, <laughs> this is almost laughable, the greatest speaker in the history of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Sleepy Joe? The greatest speaker in history? This lady hates America. She shouldn't even be in Congress. She shouldn't be in the Senate. Lord, I mean, come on. Wow. Just wow. All right, so let's get into the number one. Biden boasted that 12.1 million jobs was were created in his first two terms, his first two years, I should say, were more than the number of jobs added in four years under any other president. But that job growth was fueled by a post-pandemic recovery that started under his predecessor. And his comparison doesn't account for population growth. The World Health Organization on March 11, 2020, declared COVID-19 a pandemic. The deadly pandemic sent U.S. residents in the lockdown and forced businesses to close. The U.S. job market bottomed out in April 2020. When the U.S. had a 21.9 million fewer jobs than the pre-COVID employment peak in February 2020, according to the Bureau of Labor, uh, it is true that the U.S. economy has added 12.1 million jobs in Biden's first 24 months, but the economy also added 12.5 million jobs in Trump's final nine months in office. See what I mean? This guy, uh, he likes to tickle your ears. He wants to tickle your ears. Uh, Number two, inflation, quote from Biden, inflation has fallen every month for the last six months while take-home pay has gone up, Biden says. Okay, he's right that the inflation rate for the past 12 months was 6.5% in December which was the sixth straight month that the year-over-year inflation rate had declined. Wages have also gone up under Biden, but not as fast as the prices. So the take-home pay, as Biden called it, doesn't buy as much as it used to. Average weekly earnings for rank and file workers went up 11% during Biden's first 24 months in office, according to monthly figures compiled by the BLS. Those production and non-supervisory workers make up 81% of all employees in the private sector. But what are called real weekly earnings adjusted for inflation 
and measurement measured in dollars valued that their wage level in 84, 82 through 84 actually declined 3.7% since Biden took office in 2021. But as Biden said recently, real wages have been rising as inflation has moderated during the last half of 2022. Real weekly earnings rose 1.4%. Okay, so high gas prices is because we're no longer energy dependent. Food inflation, oh, I don't know, Biden, uh, maybe the several hundreds of food processing plants that mysteriously are burning up may have an effect on that. Better position than any other country, he says, in recovery of inflation. I'm afraid not. There are a few countries who rejected the Green New Deal who didn't suffer nearly as much as we have suffered during this inflation, Mr. Biden. Uh, Number three of this long-winded speech. In the last two years, my administration has cut a deficit by more than $1.7 trillion, the largest deficit reduction in American history from Biden. Well, the amount of the two-year drop and deficits is accurate. The the FY twenty twenty deficit was three point one three three point one three trillion and YF twenty twenty two deficit was uh one 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 point three seven five trillion. That translates to roughly one point seven trillion dollar drop. But the deficit in FY twenty twenty two is still Nearly 41% higher than NFY 2019 before the pandemic hit. Most of the reduction in the deficit is a result of expiring emergency pandemic spending. The Congressional Budget Office estimated in February of 2021, shortly after Biden took office and before any of Biden's physical policies were enacted, that due to expiring pandemic relief, the combined deficit in FY 2021 and FY 2022 would total $3.31 trillion, a big decline considering that in FY 2020, the one-year total alone was $3.13 trillion. But the deficits for FY 2021 and 2022 end up totaling $4.15 trillion. In other words, the deficit for those years ending about $840 billion more than expected. Biden argues that the growth in the economy is as a result of his policy and are the reasons why deficits drop. But the committee for a responsible federal budget says that doesn't add up. 100% of the deficit reduction on net was a result of waning COVID relief, winging COVID relief. Mark Godwin, Senior Vice President and Senior Policy Director for the Committee for the Responsible federal budget told us via email. That's because while higher revenue due to inflation as much as growth did reduce deficits even further, additional legislation and executive actions, especially student debt cancellation, which they weirdly record in F2022 and higher interest rates pushed in the other direction. Biden's student debt cancellation program was paused by a district court in November, and his fate will be determined by the U.S. Supreme Court. In the same concept, Biden took, as always, aim 
at the de deficit and debt and wrote it up by his predecessor, Donald Trump. Here was his quote on this. This guy's something else, man. Quote, under the previous administration, the American deficit went up four years in a row, Biden said. Because of those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate it was added by just one administration alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. He's such a creep. Okay, so he's right in a sense. The total national debt did go up by $7.8 trillion during Trump's four years. It rose from nearly $20 trillion. It rose from nearly $20 trillion the day Trump was inaugurated to nearly $27.8 trillion on the day after he left off under Biden. Kind of see how that works, right? You guys, you guys understand how that works, right? It rose $7.8 trillion with a pandemic. A pandemic. Yeah. Don't, don't get lost in the shuffle. Under Biden's U.S. imports of goods and services have continued to exceed export. However, Biden gave the false impression that was no longer the case. Quote, for too many decades, we imported projects and exported jobs. He said, now, thanks to what you all have done, we're exporting American products and creating American jobs. Well, sorry, JoJo, but according to the last figures from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, U.S. exports of goods and services totaled over $3 trillion in 2022, up more than $453 billion from 2021 and $851 trillion from 2020. But imports of goods and services, which total over $3.9 trillion last year, have grown even faster, up $556 billion from 2021 and $1.1 trillion from 2020. Yeah, you're nothing but a liar. You're an election thief and a liar. That's all you are, buddy. I love this next thing that happened. So first of all, as soon as JoJo started off his this part of his this segment of his speech the republicans in congress started booing the president and shoo <laughs> even margie taylor green even shouted out you're a liar and he is and here's the here's the segment that he said quote some of my republican friends want to take the economy hostage i get it unless i agree to their economic plans biden said all you had, all you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Anyone who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. And I hope people did. It's full of crap. We did his office. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So the guy that broke the story. Ha 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 Yes, 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 yes. I remember this now. Uh, sorry, guys. I, I pull my information from all over the place. So sometimes I get a little lost. But this company did. I need to figure out who it was so I can give them credit. But they did. He said, we did contact his office. His office referred us to a news story that mentioned a proposal from Senator Rick Scott. 
that would have required all federal legislation to be subjected to renewal every five years. Both Medicare and Social Security were created by legislation. However, Scott did not specifically mention Medicare or Social Security in his proposal, but he did acknowledge that they would be included, although he said his aim was to fix programs. Now, Scott of Florida, who was the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, said in March 27th interview on Fox News, quote, no one that I know of wants to sunset Medicare or Social Security, but what we're doing is we don't even talk about it. And also, at a press conference on March 1st of 2022, uh, Scott stood behind Senator Mitch McConnell as he said, we will not have any part of our agenda, a bill that raises taxes on half of the American people and sunset Social Security and Medicare within five years. That will not be a part of the Republican Senate majority agenda. So it's a huge stretch to claim that there was anything close to significant support for ending the programs among Republicans. Not even the proposal's author supported ending them. Liar. Liar, 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 man. Tell ya. It, it should be called, I think I'm going to call it, instead of the state of confusion, called the state of lying. Yeah, that's what this episode's going to be called. Uh, here we go again. With the bipartisan infrastructure law, the U.S. is replacing poisonous lead pipes that go into 10 million homes in America, 400,000 schools and child care centers, he said. But the law didn't provide enough funding to replace all pipes. So in talking about the bipartisan infrastructure law, Biden repeated a claim he made in last year's speech. We used to be number one in the world in infrastructure. We've sunk to 13 in the world. The United States of America, 13th in the world in infrastructure. Uh-huh. So his claim is based on a 2019 global competitiveness report by the World Economic Forum in which the U.S. overall ranked second among 141 economies, but 13th in infrastructure. But some said that report was underrated. At the U.S., the Washington Post, Charles Lane said the countries ranked higher than the U.S. were smaller and not comparable to a country as large as this. When considering the largest countries in the world, both geographically and in terms of population, the U.S. comes in the terms of infrastructure in the list. China, for example, ranked 36, Canada 26, India 70, uh, number 70, 70th, <laughs> Russian uh, Federation 50th. Also, the 13th place is an improvement when compared with the 2011-2012 report that ranked U.S. infrastructure in 24th place out of 142. See what I'm saying? This guy, this guy is, he's just, he's just a liar, man. He's horrible. Now, Speaker of the House McCarthy did say something. He did say that he believed Biden, and I think he's absolutely right, that Biden was trying to rile up the GOP uh, congressmen and House members during his State of the Union. And he wanted to do that because he wanted them to get mad. He wanted them to somehow somehow show their show the American people like he's the good guy and all this crap or, or <laughs> who knows? You know? Who knows? 
But on some breaking news, Senator Malcolm Roberts has exposed, and once again, folks, do your own research. Don't take my word for anything. But he has exposed a testing ground of the New World Order in Australia. Australia actually has concentration camps set up, ready to go. Man, God bless those people. I mean, they're already having a horrible, horrible time because of the dictator that's running that country. And it's just, it's just, it, it's horrible. Horrible, horrible. Now, Biden did recognize Mitch McConnell during his State of the Union. Mitch McConnell, unfortunately, is the senator from my state here in the great state of Kentucky. Don't worry. He's got to go. He should have been gone a long time ago. Just got to get somebody who can, who is reputable enough, American first enough to run against him. But Biden recognized him as being the longest and oldest member of the Senate. Now, I wonder if this next headline has something to do with that. Let's talk about a headline real quick before we end the show. McConnell ousts Rick Scott and Mike Lee from key conference panel. Senator Rick Scott, one of the greatest senators, by the way, for American First, has been removed from the key commerce committee by Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The move comes after Scott's unsuccessful bid to replace McConnell as the leader of the Senate Republicans. Also ousted from the committee was Senator Mike Lee, Republican out of Utah, who is, a, uh, again, a great senator, who had backed Scott's effort, the Hill reported. McConnell got to pick, Scott said. He kicked me off. He kicked Lee off. Scott said he was notified of the decision in a text message. A source told the Hill that Scott was left furious. Quote, what did he expect, one Republican senator said. The unidentified lawmaker said Scott took a risk by questioning McConnell's leadership because he's a horrible leader. Everyone should be questioning his leadership. He's a rhino. The challenge by Scott had escalated a long-simmering feud between Scott, who led the Senate Republicans' campaign arm in 2022, and McConnell over the party's unsuccessful approach to try to reclaim the Senate majority. Associated Press reported, If you simply want to stick with the status quo, don't vote for me, Scott said in November. Letter to the Senate Republicans offering himself as a protest vote against McConnell. But the Hill noted that McConnell said in November he didn't have any hard feelings about Scott's unsuccessful bid to replace him. McConnell won by a vote of 37 to 10. Quote, I am not in any way offended by having an opponent or having a few votes in opposition, he said after he was reelected. I'm pretty proud of 37 to 10. The Hill reported that Scott was informed at a Senate Republican conference lunch that it was McConnell and no one else who made the call to remove him from the committee. A Republican aide pointed out that Scott and Lee already served on other prime committees, and the group of incoming senators wanted seats on the Commerce. Uh-huh. That's, that's your all's tale. I'm sitting on mine. So as you can see, once again, there's so much work to be done in the Washington in the, in the House, in the Congress, in the Senate, in the White House. So many people we got to get rid of. So many rhinos left. It's sickening. We have a lot of work ahead of us, and it all starts with us. All right, folks, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. 
You've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your unworthy host, the Kentucky guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America.